0: And Join us in welcoming Kyla Dufrain, a charming entrepreneur and magician. Here we talk about Kyla's journey that began with making t-shirts, working in the service industry and how that all led to starting Foxy Foxy out of her home. We also delve into how she built it from that to multiple franchises and focus on the transition from being self-employed to an employer and a franchise builder. Uh, also, just a word of caution for your younger listeners, we use a few cuss words in here, so if you are under 18, please wait the right time before listening. For everyone else, without further ado, it's time to listen and chill. Hey Kaila, thank you so much You uh, for showing out today uh just if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and uh for those i mean not everyone can see the glasses but they're amazing so if you want to talk about that too
1: oh yeah thank you yeah so uh my name is kyla dufrain i'm the founder and ceo of foxy box wax bars Uh, we've got two corporate locations and two franchise partners i live here on vancouver island victoria bc uh it's a beautiful place to live um yeah. What else you want to know about me? I didn't grow up here on the island. I grew up on the mainland, actually, in Kamloops. Um, I always say Kamloops, unfortunately, because it's a pretty desolate place. But I made it out. So that's exciting. Uh, I, Kamloops has grown a lot since since I was there uh, last. But growing up, it was a pretty desolate town. Uh, but yeah, here I am. And, uh, and uh, we're excited about this next phase of growth in business. And these glasses are actually, they're not prescription. They're like blue tinted. So, mm-hmm. I stare at a screen too. from like 8.30 in the morning until 5 o'clock. Sometimes I get like mm-hmm. nauseous from staring at the at the computer. So, if I've got a big day in front of the screen, these just help help I, with the screen time.
0: Wonderful. I, I, I have a pair I've kept it. But yeah, around the evening time is when I like to shift over to that. Yeah. You know, it just helps with the glare. You need
1: to put or yours on. Me. You should put yours on with me right now. We need to be matching. I should.
0: I know. Okay. Let yes. me do that. <laughs> we go ahead and do that hoping there we go. That the audio isn't interrupted yeah all right sweet so uh you, you didn't mention about Kelowna so I had a question uh I know it's Kelowna and Kamloops which one is the desert uh Kamloops so uh, that's I grew up in Kamloops yes Kamloops, yeah, so okay. Kamloops okay.
1: is like the desert Kelowna is more uh lake lake country and um uh yeah it's it's prettier kilona is yeah for sure <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> yeah wonderful i have uh i've just driven to i think am um, loops i haven't done that to kilona so whatever i know what i next have to go you know and go check out wonderful mm-hmm. all right so uh again to start off with the most basic question what prompted your move you know from being uh, an employee to becoming an employer of sorts when did that whole process start
1: yeah great question I think since I came out the womb uh I've always been (laughs) uh yeah a little bit of a disturber or trailblazer or um yeah uh uh, and a and a hustler I I um actually dropped out of high school in grade 10 uh I hated structure I hated a classroom and I just started working from the age of 16 so Hmm. um yeah I got a job and and uh and, and I never was really satisfied at my, at my workplace. You know, I don't like having like a roof over my head, stopping me from, you know, there's always a certain point that you can get to in in any industry that you're in. So I I really didn't like that. So I was always looking for what's next, what's next, what's next. So I was on the move quite a bit from um, job to job. And, um, and yeah, so um, I I guess my, my first uh, experience Uh, being an, well, not, I wasn't an employer, being self-employed, my first entrepreneurial experience was a t-shirt line. Um, So I started that when I was 20. I made shirts and sold them at at, uh, music festivals and um, markets. And I had them in a couple of stores here in Victoria. So that was my first Mm -hmm. kind of entrepreneurial um, spark. Um, And then uh, when I couldn't figure out how the hell to make money selling t-shirts, I threw that idea to the curb after, you know, two two and a half years and then, um, uh, and then, yeah, moved on to Foxy box, but yeah, I think I've just okay. always been a little bit of a hustler. So.
0: Okay. And <laughs> yeah. I'm assuming the, you still retain the designing t uh, t-shirts part, you know, with uh, Foxy boxy cause I know you'll have a lot of memorabilia. I, is that, that is for sale, right? I'm assuming. Uh,
1: my brand was called Lyric actually. It's separate of Foxy box. Um, okay uh but yeah i get to that creative side of like i was always into i loved photography and designing and all of that my brain is a creative marketing brain uh so mm. i still get the opportunity to practice that in foxy box with with marketing and and some designs as well yeah
0: wonderful okay and you said that was the first uh, business designing T-shirts. Was that uh, just like slogans of sorts? Or did you actually, you know, go ahead and do graphic designing on that? What was the plan we had?
1: Well, I'm computer illiterate. So um, I had the ideas and I brought them to um, a tech guy and, and he would put, make the designs for me. Uh, and, then, okay. and then we'd get them printed. Yeah
0: okay wonderful so that's uh, you said you mentioned the t-shirts what else were the what were the other jobs if you will you know in in the middle uh before you started with foxy voxy
1: yeah sure um well since uh, uh since a young age I worked um my mother owned a bakery when I was a kid so I think my first job I was like eight years old I think I started making muffins <laughs> and stuff in her bakery you know for minimum okay. wage was like five or six bucks an hour when I first started working with her um and then um after high school I just got right into the restaurant industry so um started as a hostess and then moved up to serving and uh and then bartending that was my that was my longest stint was bartending but in between Mm -hmm. there um I actually uh, got my, a mental health worker certificate uh, and so I worked for about a year. I worked with youth boys with behavioral disorders um, and I got to do my practicum with VIHA. so um, got to go to all of the facilities and that was really fun, but definitely it's um, uh, that that program itself taught me so many invaluable skills and communication tactics and uh, it created a lot of self-awareness and um it's just an incredible program. I just feel like the entire world should take this program. It really opens your mm-hmm. eyes to, you know, how we view ourselves and others. And uh, yeah, it's a really great program. But the, the job itself was very um, stress inducing. So it definitely wasn't mm-hmm. for me. It wasn't a long time. Uh, it, it wasn't feasible a long time. So I did that for about a year and then uh, got got into back into the service industry. So that's where I was the longest in the bartending industry.
0: Okay. So, uh, about the, the mental health certificate you mentioned, what, what exactly is the program? Yeah. Uh, what's that about? Or so, who offers it rather?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I took it here at Camosun, um, and it's okay. a certification program to be a support worker for, um, uh, you can work with, um, uh, the homeless community, the addiction community, uh, um, um, or facilities, p- pardon me, um, And uh, people with uh, mental health as well. So there's lots of support work jobs everywhere. I mean, in Vancouver and and Victoria, there's uh, tons of, of, they're always looking for people like that. So uh, to help out in those, in those, in that field. So the certificate was a means to work in any, and you can also work with, um, yeah, eating disorders. It's, it's a support worker program. So, um, you, you, they teach you med administration communication um, tactics, and helping people It's kind of like um yeah uh, it's a support it's a support worker role um, but yeah l- like I said just the the content of that course was uh, so invaluable it was just so great you, you do a lot of deep diving to realize your stigmas and how you look at people and then mm-hmm. you know we had a lot of incredible speakers come up and Share stories and and you just it's just an eye opener like the judgments that we have towards people and you know we're all human beings and everyone got to where they are and has their own story and so it's it it was a, just a really incredible experience.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So that that clearly did help you know sort of mold the next phase of your life. How did the the customer service because that's an industry you've been in uh, the the longest I assume. Yeah. How uh, I'm assuming that impacted the way Foxy box was even crafted. How much do you say uh, I mean, you put an answer a percentage, but I'm assuming that really did uh, help with the, the franchisee and with crafting a different experience. How would you say that has impacted it?
1: Yeah, I think it, I think that it has everything to do with our brand and our culture and who we are. I mean, okay. um, as in the service industry, um, th- these are, these are some of the things actually, when we're hiring, we've got about 50 employees within the Foxy box um mm-hmm. uh, brand and and you know when we're doing our hiring i always tell my managers like look for people who are in the service industry i mean our brand was kind of made made from from my experience in the service industry we're entertainers you know we we've Mm got to show up and and make people happy and feel good and we're quick on our generally we're quick on our feet we can think fast so those are all great attributes to be a magician at one of our stores so I always say Mm -hmm. that those are great people on the resume look for anyone that's got service experience so um so yeah I think um also uh, incorporating that fun and um, entertainment aspect into the Foxy box culture and brand. It was also a great um, platform for me to market my new business. So, you know, using my connections uh, from the service industry, I mean, I was a well-known bartender in Victoria. And so uh, I used that community that I had built as a stage and platform to showcase Foxy box. And Um, even when I was working, you know, everyone that came into the bar had a Foxy box card in their pocket when they left. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so it was just a great marketing platform for my budding business. Yeah.
0: Okay. So so starting off with the clientele, did you have a sense of the clientele? And is that when you went ahead and opened the business, that did you have clients, not necessarily lined up, but potential clients in mind when you started the business? Yeah,
1: you know what? That's a, that's a funny question. And I think I've got like, uh, I, I think maybe I'm reading the question from a different angle, but I definitely okay. thought um, when I was bartending, my clients would be who's coming into the bar. I was like, oh my God, look at all of this plethora of women that, would be my clients and the funny thing oh. is now you know eight years later when we look at our demographic and who our main client is you know our, is um uh, professional middle-aged women is our number one clientele hmm. so i think okay. who who i thought would be <laughs> my number one my biggest client base is actually base. not who not who 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 is our is our primary um target market it's professional women they love consistency um uh Consistency, um, accessibility. Uh, I mean, they just mm-hmm. love everything about our brand. So, and, and convenience. So, that's our definitely professional women popping out on their lunch breaks or running to the bank. You know, they come in for their service. Is is definitely mm-hmm. who we service the most.
0: Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And uh, how long would you say their experience is? I know it differs, uh, but in general,
1: how long is an appointment?
0: Yeah, is that what you're asking? Usually how? Yeah, yeah.
1: A, a Brazilian a Brazilian wax is twenty minutes in and out.
0: Wow! Yeah, wonderful. I had no idea. Now tell all your
1: friends. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I will. will. Okay. And so we had to dial back to the magicians. So we definitely need to talk about that because we had discussed this offline. Yeah. So I want to bring that up, but I also wanted to highlight how important say customer services the reason why like out of all grocery stores trader joe's is one that pops to my mind is because of the excellent customer service that they offer yeah. there even with the airline industry which currently is down but southwest has a reputation of you know having uh air everyone that goes above and beyond yeah. so definitely kudos to that now, coming back to the term magicians, so <laughs> yeah. you, you had mentioned, uh, you know, coining it and uh, trademarking it. If you want to talk a little bit about how that came to be.
1: Yeah, I think most of our good, my, our good ideas come from a bottle of wine. I honestly, I don't know how magicians, I've had magicians for so long, but definitely like the branding <laughs> and, and marketing side of, and being creative with the brand is just so much fun and just I think, uh, you know, Foxy Box is my life and it has been my life for eight years. So definitely, you know, anytime I'm hanging out with friends or usually that's all I really have to talk about. So magicians definitely just came up at, at some point. There isn't like a big story behind it. I honestly think okay. we were probably, yeah, just a, at the end of a bottle, came up with that great idea and then, you know, and then coined it and, and we own that word. And that's what we call all of our our um, our um, estheticians. We call them magicians. And um yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I know. I, that's a, that's a nice approach to put it out there because a lot of people are shy to even say the word vagina. So mm-hmm. you know. So thank you, you know, for uh, and definitely. Thank doing you for that.
1: saying it. That's so great. So many. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so yeah. many. So many people. <laughs> I mean, it's just a different world. It's a different time. One of my, uh, girlfriends who used to be our operations manager, she was saying she's like, you know, my mom is like embarrassed to say the word vagina, and she's like. You know, it's just a different era. So we're just trying to, right. you know, embrace your body and, and celebrate okay. it. And, and so that's what we're all about. So we're magicians with vaginas is, is, is definitely how magician came about.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. So you also mentioned how Voxy Boxy is your life. So if I had to ask you the question for you, what's a healthy sort of work-life balance? Uh, how would you define that?
1: Yeah, I've gotten way better at it after okay. eight years. <laughs> So, um, you know, when I first started the company, probably I'd say I've gotten really good at it the last year and a half or two years. Um, I I used to, you know, all I talk about, breathe, eat, sleep all the time, 8 a.m. till I close my eyes at at night is Foxy Box. And that's Mm -hmm. all I talk about. Uh, But I've really gotten good at creating a work-life balance um so I set myself hours now I try not to work you know past 5 p.m sure I mean I I will eh, I do sometimes check my email before bed which is a dumb idea everyone should never do that but you know I definitely am still an entrepreneur but I set hours for myself and you know I've really tried to um bring back things like other things that are important to me, family time, friend time. I know it's really hard um, right now with um, COVID, but, you know, um, Mm -hmm. making time to, to go for hikes with friends and family and, and, and ask about, you know, how, how are you doing? And like, and really other things rather than business. I'm trying to, even though that's because I just love talking about Foxy box. So that's what comes up organically. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm getting better at, trying to talk about other things and i've incorporated lots of you know um i do um boxing classes and yoga classes and and other things to help keep my my brain stabilized and give me something else to talk mm-hmm. about too because if i didn't do other things then i, <laughs> I would just I was talk doing. about yeah exactly right mm-hmm. yeah
0: okay so uh in in like pre-covid if you uh, had to how would you describe your general day then pre-covid yeah, pre-covid. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, now it's just a uh, Oh my God. Just Zoom now it is only, yeah, yeah. Zoom
1: meetings and beers at four o'clock and yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> uh pre-COVID, cool my my day-to-day, I think um Monday through Sunday through Thursday, I'm I'm really good um with structure. Sunday I usually like plan out my whole week and look at what's coming up and I schedule in my workouts and I put them in and I time block them in my calendar so that I don't miss them. Um and I treat them as if they're meetings so no one can move them, no one can touch them because it's just so important. You know, mm-hmm. especially when I first started this business, you just don't make time for that shit, right? But it's just so important to keep your mental health. So mm-hmm. uh, I make sure I put in my workouts for the week. Um, yeah, I wake up, I check my emails. Um, I'm the most creative like before two o'clock because my brain usually sh- shuts off after that. I get a little bit dumber, I think, every hour <laughs> after that. So I try and get in any tasks that are like involve my brain before then. And then yeah. I'll do um yeah, I, I like to break it up. I usually have a noon workout class, so I'll do like um a reformer Pilates class or boxing, and then I, I do a yoga class in the evening is usually my my schedule and then just so yeah work work in between there supporting our franchise partners my um corporate my corporate team, and doing franchise recruitment.
0: Okay. And so you, you change up the workouts just to, you know, keep yourself fresh. Yeah. I get
1: bored. I get bored easy. (laughs) So, so (laughs) if I do the same thing all the time, I'll hate it. So yeah, I like to, I like to do, I've got punch cards at a few different
0: places. (laughs) And and, and talking about the the workers, as you sort of step back into the, the, you know, the, the role of a founder as other people are managing the business, your day-to-day which is that generally with franchise owners talking to them talking with the team and planning out the next phase if you will is that the general oh, yeah um, yeah
1: absolutely yeah so my job is okay. to be the master delegator um the the great big ideas person and the support uh and and okay. recruitment so that's kind of all all mine so I've got structured meetings um yeah every week with my with my franchise partners uh we go over <laughs> Um, anything that's coming up, any events, FoxyBox is always—we always have great things on the go, um, events coming up. That that um, yeah. So I, I, I'm just—I'm my my job primarily is definitely a support role, and and I've got an incredible team that that is awesome to to take on tasks for me as well.
0: Okay. Since, since you're, uh, you know, uh, you've moved on, if you will, from the role of an entrepreneur to that of an employer, you know, right now it's it's more of delegation. Yeah. Uh, was that transition easy, if you will, or did that happen gradually?
1: Yeah, that happened gradually. I mean, um, I think this was a learned attribute probably like uh, three or four years ago. I learned this definitely. Uh, and I think most entrepreneurs do this and it's our it's our biggest downfall and it's definitely going to slow us down is trying to take on everything ourselves and you just can't you need to delegate to elevate you cannot grow if you don't let go how many other sayings can we think of but it's so it's (laughs) hard to pass off the torch but honestly um you know i surround myself with people that are smarter than me and and you know and i and i delegate what people are good at pass that on to them and um it it is it's a hard thing when you're first starting you know because you're you you know money's tight when you're first starting a business and you're like i've got to do everything but if you don't if you if you just let some shit go and spend some money you'll be so shocked and surprised at how much you will grow if you do invest some time and money into someone else that would be better at that job you know then you can all grow together so yeah, that was a learned skill. Definitely. I worked all the time. I did everything. Um, and then um, I think the turning point for me was uh, when I sold my first um, license. Um, this was pr- probably five years ago now. Uh, so we've since separated with them. That's a whole nother podcast. We won't get into that. But we have since separated with them. But, um, you know, I was working full time in my business. They were opening their store. Um, you know, I couldn't be a support to them and and run my business and be everywhere. So, uh, you know, as six months into that relationship, when when it wasn't going very well because I just wasn't available because I was just had too much on my plate, was really when I had to step out of my business and look at it from a grand scheme of things and and step out of my business to work on my business and and that was kind of the turning point that forced me into that role. But oh my God, what a, an incredible change that that it was,
0: so. Wow, mm-hmm. okay, thank you. Thank you for elaborating on that. I want to delve a little bit more into the business. What are the sort of tools that you have to use on a day-to-day basis or your team uses other than, you know, Zoom at this point or any video chatting? Uh, the different tools for your website, hosting, uh, creating the franchise platforms, etc.
1: Oh, like our online our online tools? Like what do we use for our systems? Online,
0: off. Sure, yeah. Let's start with online. We could go to yeah. wax tools so, later.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, there's lots of equipment. For, yeah. But um huh. yeah, for our online platform, I mean, yeah, we've got our, our website, which is awesome. We've got our franchise website, which is great. We're just launching um uh, our franchise webinar for on, online recruitment um, next mm. week, which is really exciting. So we're just going to be using Zoom for that platform. I mean, we've tried some other, uh, we've looked at some other platforms, but we're just going to kick it off with Zoom. It's easy. Everyone knows how to use it. Uh, and then for in-store, I mean, currently we will evo- evolve and grow as the company grows and, and invest in a backend um uh, log in from our, from our website to host all of our material. But currently we use, um, Google drive. So we've got all of our Mm -hmm. locations separate, um, all of our manuals, materials, everything is on there. Uh, we use train Yule, which is an incredible platform. Uh, we use that for training all of our new hires. So we've got all of our, I mean, to, to become a magician, we've, I've written and filmed a five day curriculum. So, Mm -hmm. um, all of our education lives and is hosted on trainual so we've got training videos tests everything and then you can log i can log in and see how far people have if they've completed it if they've read it so that's and it's a pretty okay. cheap platform so that's great for any business that needs any training has any training material Trainual is awesome uh and then for um um project management internally we use uh, monday.com so that's great that's great Mm -hmm. for my team and you can assign tasks and set due dates and uh you can communicate back and forth on that so monday.com has been amazing for uh project management and then personally i also use trello which is just like yeah yeah, so (laughs) it's It's just so easy it's fun and when you click it it crosses it out it's just like it's just a fun it's a good easy platform so yeah that's kind of all of our our online stuff that we use right now
0: Okay. Yeah. We use a combination of Jira and Trello usually, you know, as a project management board and then to track bugs on the system of sorts. Yeah. Wonderful. And Monday, yeah, that's another uh, great platform. Uh, in, in regards to, you mentioned Google Drive, do you also have uh, sort of CRM, you know, to, to take care of uh, all of your data or is that just done on Google Drive?
1: Yeah, so actually, I mean, we've just switched. We've been taking this um, hiatus um, actually as an opportunity to get better on our software and learn some new programs. So we've uh-huh. been pretty busy um, learning new new tools. And so we we didn't have a CRM for franchise Um, recruitment and management. So we were using monday.com actually for franchise lead gen. So because Mm. Monday is just so easy to use, but um, yeah, so that was working great for us, but um, we've just um, um, uh, implemented a new tool. It's called notify and that's through Mm. C squared, which is our lead gen company that we use uh and so that's a crm where me and my franchise recruitment team uh we all have access to it we can see who's met sent any messages it automate it Mm -hmm. automates everything which is just like amazing because monday you have to do everything manually so having a crm has been like well we've only had it for a week and i'm and i'm just like why didn't we have well i know why we didn't have it before because they're expensive usually but uh you know we we've um gotten some really great um opportunities and deals since um since the world closed, so we jumped on those. Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you're you moved in that direction. So we we work on an open source uh, uh, CRM ourselves, so that's Sweet CRM. But yeah, that's another topic. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so uh, other than this, like so, uh, these these are all the tools that you know you will use now. So when when you first started this out, what was the like with the very first uh, Foxy boxy I'm assuming the vision at some point was to grow it, but with the very first one, what was the plan? Because that involves a lot of expense, you know, into uh, owning a store, even uh, leasing it out. What was the whole, uh, was there a business plan in place? Right,
1: well, there's never a plan with me. No, I'm more like, <laughs> um, I mean, I'm getting, now, now I have to have plans, right? But yeah, no, right.
0: I... Uh, and now I, you do, yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: now I, I'm, at a, I'm at a phase that I have to have a plan, but I'm more of a jump now think later kind of guy and so uh okay. yeah foxy box when i first started it i definitely i knew that i wanted to start a wax bar i wanted to uh franchise it take over the world um and it was going to be amazing i didn't know what the hell any of that meant though when i did that i didn't know what franchising was when i knew i wanted to fr- franchise you know i didn't know i didn't know anything so i i i mean Raul we we sold um I sold my first uh, license agreement before I had even written an operations manual and I was like well we yeah. sold this rocket ship now we got to give them a manual to fly it right so I mean right. yeah right. we we have everything I mean now we have everything systemized we've got I mean our structure is incredible it's a it's amazing how much material and collateral we have which is great but yeah there wasn't really a plan other than let's just do this and you know there's been a there's been a lot of, excuse my French, fuck ups along the way, which is, again, a whole another <laughs> podcast, but I've opened and closed a close right. to full service beauty salon. Uh, my first licensing, uh, you know, we separated from them. So, I mean, there's been a lot of trial and error, uh, but all okay. of that has shaped us to get us to, we have the most incredible foundation and infrastructure and we're ready for franchising now. But all of that was, you okay. know, th- thanks to my pre- previous mistakes. Those were, that was my Harvard education, for sure. All
0: right, all right. I think I think I remember one of the traders saying that the only way you learn is by losing real money. So I guess it well, yeah. pulls through <laughs> yeah, yeah. in every scenario. Or else you won't remember so, it.
1: Well, you wouldn't even remember right. it, right? If you, <laughs> exactly. it didn't count, you're just like, oh, whatever.
0: <laughs> okay. So So again, after. All that happened, and you mentioned the, the licensing. Was that is that the same as franchising? Or is that yeah, pardon else? me.
1: I'm doing that. I'm saying that because um, uh, it's easier to say that my first it's, it's easier for me to swallow than saying my first franchise failed. But <laughs> like, first, but this right. was before VC has now changed their rules. Before, uh, when wow. I sold my first license. My first franchise, uh, you could sell a license. And no, you, you can, could sell license. You, so, so, the yeah, dif- right. the difference is, selling a license, you didn't need a franchise disclosure document, which is, you know, fifteen thousand plus dollars, which you now need to have to sell a franchise. I think anywhere in Canada, I'm not sure if there's any provinces that don't have that now, but in BC, you didn't okay. have to have that. So that was called selling a license rather than selling a franchise. So you're licensing your name to somebody, and you didn't have to have all of that initial investment. Um, to put into the okay. documentation that you need to sell a franchise, which in hindsight, you absolutely should have a franchise uh, um, uh, sorry a disclosure document because then there 's mm-hmm. no expectations, everyone knows what the hell they 're getting into right so so right. I mean learning curves, but yeah, I say it 's a license because I sold a license, but essentially if you if you treat a license the same way you do a franchise meaning you 're regular you 're making them do everything that you 're saying that they need to, then it is considered a franchise, so yes. They were franchise. I'm just saying, I think it's easier on me to say <laughs> license than franchise.
0: No, no, I, I get it. It's, it's also good to differentiate, and I think that's what I noticed from the, the the founder movie, which is about the story of McDonald's. Yes, where I think at first it was just they were licensing, and then they had to come out with a hard and set agreement, which is you know what you just described. To ensure that the franchise is up to standards. Okay. Exactly. okay. So that's yeah. how you all progressed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And again, sorry. Driving back to the initial phase, because you went ahead and you were like, okay, uh, you know, a wax bar of sorts. Was there, you know, were there people with you, uh, a team that you like? You, know, you all had decided that we're gonna maybe, you know, two, three of y'all. It was just you. That's
1: me. Yeah, I started. Wow. this bi- I, okay. started bus- I started the business. I started the business out of my uh, dining room of my of my house. I had two roommates at the time. And we had this little dining room and I put up a curtain and, you know, I would wax girls for $20 a Brazilian and that included their shot of tequila or shot of whiskey beforehand. (laughs) And, uh, and then when I got too busy for my roommate's likings, I was probably doing 10 clients a week. You know, I went and found a space downtown. uh, That was a little 10 by 10 room. After that, uh, you know, I realized I needed a waiting room. I was only there for a few months before I grew pretty rapidly. uh, And then I Mm -hmm. moved to my own little space and from there I started hiring my team and I was like I need help this is we're I'm busy I need more hands on deck and that was eight years ago and and now here we are with 50 employees within the company two corporate stores two franchise partners and we're on the up and up so yeah
0: okay that's an amazing story Mm -hmm. uh in in regards to now then because at that point I was just acquiring new clients and retaining the current ones what's the process like now for you uh, is it is it focused on marketing and getting new, new more clients or is it more focused on getting franchisees what's the story oh,
1: both 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 I think um, yeah we're always thinking about both and because with like franchisees are going to be looking to us on how to gain new um, uh, clients as well so that's always on the on our forefront is how do we stay relevant to clients how do we drive new clients through the door and also how do we get new new franchisees so um, some of the things that we use, I mean, definitely in our established locations, word of mouth is our number one. I mean, if people have experience mm-hmm. to our brand and our culture, they're telling everybody. And so that's our number one resource. We're huge on um, social media. Um, our Instagram and Facebook platforms are pretty big. Um, so I think we use those as big driving factors, but also uh, we really uh, get out into the communities. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, every year we hold a client appreciation day. We've done it the last four years in a row. So one day every year we offer free waxing services all day long. I think at our downtown okay. Victoria store, uh, last this last, usually it's in, around September. And I think um, mm-hmm. last year we waxed like 150 women through our downtown Victoria location, something crazy like that. So, uh, you know, we're always trying to stay relevant in the community and get people talking. And that's how we're getting new people through the door as well. Um, we also, mm-hmm. this, this year, launched our second annual Foxy Fest. So um, that's on, held on International Women's Day. Uh, we had all, so we're in Nanaimo, Courtney, and Victoria, um, all three cities. We had a lineup of female performers volunteer their time, um, and it's a huge fundraiser. So we had mm-hmm. musicians, spoken word poets, dancers, um, all come up and wow. put on a performance. Uh, and we raised just over $5,000 this last year for local charities so you know um I've always kind of been creative with marketing um to get new clients through the door when I was first when I first opened my doors I um sent one of my girls to Alberta to apply to be on the Bachelor Canada because I knew she would get on she's just bubbly she's beautiful she's a big personality so anyways I paid for her flight to go to Calgary and audition and she got picked and she was on the show and I was like you need to you know, you you have to tell them that you work at Foxy Box, and she was like, so her first scene, she was one of the Bachelorettes, was I'm April Ace, and I'm a magician, and um, you know, she was featured in the in the newspaper, and the think the logic behind that was if April's on if April's on the Bachelorette, every woman's gonna want to book in with her. So you know, I've always been kind of creative with our marketing tactics, but it, now that we're on a bigger scale, this Foxy Fest, mm-hmm. I want to turn it into a huge fundraising event. You know, this is our second year, and and really, I'd love to scale that bigger and raise a lot of money for some awesome female uh, local charities. So, um, so yeah, always being creative with getting people through the door, for sure. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: No, Foxy Fest definitely sounds wonderful. And uh, <laughs> um, I'm curious, how many, you know, with, with the Bachelorette, uh, did that bring you all any results? Oh, uh, my God, I'm yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot? Okay.
1: People were... <laughs> Victoria was talking, like, there's a there's a girl from Victoria wow. that's on the bachelor and people would call like w- wanting to book in with the girl from the, that was on the show. So like, I mean, it works. <laughs> yeah. People love reality. Yeah. I-, I thought, I don't know if we should, we could do this anymore, but definitely in my, in my earlier days, I was like, we need to have a reality show, but I don't know. I can't, I can't give everyone's secrets away. So we're not, I don't think that's a good idea anymore, <laughs> but, but yeah, always, <laughs> always looking at ways to, to drive, drive customers in. hmm
0: Okay. And uh speaking of driving customers in, is there a plan to open one in Vancouver where we are at this point?
1: Um well, where are you? Hi. In Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. We're uh we've been working really hard over the last uh the last few months especially to get over to the vancouver market i mean we want to expand there's only so many territories we can open on the island uh, so our method right. of expansion is going to be on the mainland we want to take over vancouver kelowna Kamloops, over to alberta and then eventually the world uh, but mm-hmm. uh we're actually uh we've been t- we've got a few leads that uh, um that are awesome and incredible that we've been chatting with for a while um hopefully when the world turns its lights back on then we'll still be moving forward with them so we've got one really awesome candidate in the Tri-Cities Port Moody area and another lady who's super awesome in the Mount Pleasant area. So yes, we are working very hard. uh, Vancouver needs us, Mm -hmm. man. It's just, if we can be, (laughs) if we can be this wildly successful in Victoria, it's just a no-brainer that Vancouver would eat us up. So, uh, yeah, we need to be there.
0: Wonderful. Okay. Best of luck with that stage. Thank you. So, uh, speaking about, since the lights of the world are off at this point, And being uh, relevant, you know, now, since the government doesn't deem this as essential service, how do you all manage in these times?
1: Yeah, I think um, I'm an optimist by default, which is um, good, but also maybe not, uh, people might not think I'm a realist sometimes, but, um, you know, I've been saying optimistic this whole time. Definitely it hits me in waves. There's like one day, one day every couple of weeks where I go, oh, shit, you know, but uh, I mean, we've been taking this as an opportunity to showcase our brand and our culture. Everybody is online right now. Everybody is so uh, you know it's cheap and it's easy to reach new customers and get more engagement. So we haven't taken our foot off the gas as far as putting some spend towards um, franchise recruitment. We see this as an opportunity to meet people. You know, if someone's been laid off from their job that they don't that they never liked, maybe it's a great time to be looking at getting into a franchise or opening their own business interest rates are so low so if you can get locked into some loans right now i mean this is an opportune time to to be thinking about hey if i ever wanted to go into business for myself now's the time to be looking at that um uh also yeah like just showcasing our culture i mean we're just trying to shine a little light in the world so using this as as an opportunity not to just you know stop everything and go on vacation we're working hard over here we've got um a campaign on our Facebook platform called make a sister smile campaign. So since we closed our doors on March 21st, I think, you know, every day we're giving away a $10 gift card every day on our Facebook, uh, platform. And, and it's, it's a way to, you know, make people smile and and bring a little light to the world. So, uh, yeah, we've got giveaways and awesome, funny videos and stuff. So, so we're just really using this as an opportunity to shine. So, Yeah.
0: Okay, and I, and I hope the the webinar helps too. When did you say that was uh, coming? Wednesday next this.
1: Wednesday. Yeah, today is Wednesday, so next next week on Wednesday is yeah next
0: when week. we're going to okay. kick it off. All right, Best of luck with that, Thank and you. I know you'll do a great job of putting it even on the on the website. You know, sort of describing and breaking it down as to what the cost would be you know per location of sorts high and low end. So that's that's a wonderful thing that I've not seen a lot of franchisees openly say uh, uh, franchise locations uh, openly say so that's that's a wonderful tidbit you'll put out there yeah, thank awesome. you for that yeah
1: thank you <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, okay so just a couple more questions about the business uh, since you've had it for eight years of sorts what, what would you say was your uh, best moment of success like the one day that you remember one thing that, you know, spurred the next phase that you.
1: Oh, my best moment of success. Oh my God. There's just so many. I think if you don't enjoy the little things, what's the point? But I think like, um, yeah, every, every milestone has been really great. I think um, coming back after being like really ready to franchise, when we, when we signed our franchise partner in April last year was just like such an incredible feeling to see all of our hard work, you know, pay off um mm-hmm. so that was a really incredible moment i mean building my flagship location in victoria was just, a, just such an incredible feeling expanding our courtney location was an incredible feeling launching our first foxy fest was a. I, I don't think there is one really like one. pivotal like aha moment i think that right. every little you know every every year in january i go i go over like what do i want to accomplish this year what what did first i close off the last year by going what did we do all of last year and then reflect back at how amazing we've done and then mm-hmm. setting goals for the next year and so uh you know whenever those milestones are hit it's just like a celebratory moment whenever you do anything like that yeah
0: okay so this uh in reflecting in january does this happen with the team or is this primarily you sort of uh yeah i've got a
1: no i've got a uh coach who's um uh she actually used to be my operations manager. She's a great dear friend of mine for God, probably like 14 or 15 years. And she's finished her executive coaching program. And I've, I've had franchise coaches and I'm just a big advocate of coaching therapy. You name it. I'm a huge advocate of it. And so mm-hmm. I've got coaching, uh, my Angie is my coach and every year she's just like walks me through, we've probably done this the last five years together. And every year she, you know, we reflect back on on everything personal and business, you know, um, so that we can close that off and go, what are some milestones and crazy things that have happened? And then what do we want to look forward to this year? So yeah, it's a so- great practice. I recommend everyone do that, but definitely it's a hard thing to do on your own. You need someone else like an anch facilitating that.
0: Right. And and so they they sort of function as a sounding board and also offer advice when needed. That's your relationship, I'm assuming, with the coach primarily? Yeah,
1: yeah. So she helps me. Um, my brain is like a scatterbrain. <laughs> and, I, and I just go, I'm like a squirrel and I'm on overdrive all the time. Uh, yeah. So coaching sessions, I have them every Monday, first thing in the morning for two hours. And she helps me um, prioritize, um, delegate, and structure my week, which is awesome. And sometimes if the week isn't busy, she acts as my counselor too, you know, I just think that like, <laughs> you know, cause we've got to take care of our, brain. if our brain's not right, you know, personally, we're not going to be effective in business either. So yeah, okay. she, she does a bit of both, but mostly, um, uh, mostly, yeah, she helps me structure my, my weeks. Okay. And,
0: uh, because we did ask about the, the success, what would you say was the worst ebb and how did you bounce back from it?
1: Oh my god so there's so many of those too. <laughs> um
0: Well let me zoom yeah, in. My... you have a big wide, you know, uh, uh, diverse <laughs> journey or so. So yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, my yeah, I've done a lot in, in the short amount of time. I think um my I think the hardest most heartbreaking thing um the most heartbreaking thing for me was pfft, uh closing my my making the decision to close my like full beauty service salon I think that was just uh-huh. like you know when you when you because you know when I was starting I I physically was in there I didn't have like now we've got you know we can get loans when I was first starting a bank wouldn't look at me to even give me a loan right I was a bartender so I didn't make anything on paper they're like I didn't have any assets I was like you know 24 year old living in Victoria bank starting it so I literally with my hands built out every shop with you know, with my, he's my ex now, but, you know, I put my blood, sweat and tears into the walls. And so to look at the space and make the decision to close the doors, I think was probably the the biggest low. Having said that, that year of having that journey um, taught me so many invaluable lessons on how to run a business properly, how to be a, a proper boss, um, you know, um and and yeah it was just it was it was looking back it's a great experience but holy i think that's when i first started getting gray hairs
0: (laughs) right and at that time obviously you don't it's only when you look back you're like oh that was that helped me a lot but at that time obviously yeah okay okay sweet all right moving to something light so you've lived in (laughs) a couple of places in bc have you uh, lived outside of canada too or is it primarily been in here
1: no, I've, I've, yeah, I've grew, I was born in Surrey, raised in Kamloops, and then moved to the island, and I've been in Victoria ever since. Um, okay. I haven't lived anywhere else, but I do travel a lot. I love to travel, so.
0: All right, so any favorite places then?
1: New York, I go every year for my birthday. Oh, yeah. I think I actually, nice. my birthday's in August, and and I've already pre-booked my place, and I'm going to have to, I think I'll probably have to cancel it due to the world, but yeah, I, I usually go to New York. I've been there probably, I don't know, seven or eight times, but I like to go new places all the time, um, yeah, if I want to like chill and relax, Hawaii is, is incredible. Nicaragua is amazing mexico mm. any place in mexico is just an is just an awesome time. I like to go um, you know uh, places where you still have to use your broken Spanish and try and get around you know I think that's that's just like fun to experience cultures, but um yeah, I just like yeah. i love I love the energy of big cities. I live in Victoria, right, so going yeah. away and going to New York or even like Calgary, cause it's such like a business hub. I mean, their economy is like, <laughs> you know, kind of took a downswing, but even like going to, you know, just different cities, even in the U S actually, just like getting some energy and getting inspired by all the different, you know, everywhere's got different fashion and culture and accents. And, you know, it's just like, I like to soak that up and then bring it back here and exit and apply That's that a- to, to our marketing oh. or, 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 you know, design. Okay.
0: Alright. Uh, no, just I think uh, because again, NYC, I'm, I'm always wondering because NYC reminds me a lot of home. I come from Mumbai, which is another big city, you know, teeming with people. So compared yeah. to that, Vancouver seems pretty laid back and I haven't yeah. been to Victoria, but that's my understanding. That's a little more laid back yeah. as compared to Van. So yeah, I think uh, for me, it's the other way around. I usually go to places that are more silent, you know, because I know whenever I make my annual trip to India, it's this, you know, this every day like I, the amount of, <laughs> the amount of work I do there I don't think I do that in in a month over here you know like yeah, in, yeah. in one day so it's, yeah. it's just a lot yeah wonderful all right uh a favorite quote or uh you know something that you sort of tell to yourself say every week
1: oh every every week can um, be
0: every day too. I don't. Oh know. my I god, don't know how I don't. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't really have a. Quote. I don't have like a. Quote. I don't have a quote. I do have a quote that I tell all of my girlfriends that are going through a tough time in business. Uh, I don't all know right. if it's appropriate, but I will share it. Uh, but sure. it's not like it's not a daily quote. I think I honestly I had like a daily inspirations book. So my my what I actually how I start my mornings. You asked me this earlier, but uh, right. you know on my day to day, I wake up and I grab my book and I read a few inspirational like quotes or motivational sayings so that's usually how I kick off my day so I don't okay. really have like a quote that I tell myself I see you've got a Michael Scott one behind you and I want to I can't read it and I want I you that. to read it to me
0: <laughs> oh yeah no it's the one from Wayne Gretzky actually so you miss 100% of the shots you don't you know take so oh yeah,
1: yeah. okay great and then you put Michael I Scott. like I that it.
0: and then I was like yeah that's just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah even what he did over there, he put his name, you know, in all caps, yeah, yeah. Like huge, <laughs> everything else is so on. Yeah, yeah, like he's my,
1: part. he's my, he's my business idol. I think Michael Scott for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely, I don't have a daily quote, but either I'll, I'll share with you the quote and you can cut this out if you want. But I, I share no, this We with...
0: just have this 18 plus <laughs> episode. It's fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. I think mean, I tell any of my girlfriends that are going through a tough time in business, I always tell them, the more you get fucked, the easier it is to take it. Meaning, you're not, you know, this is going to teach you a valuable lesson. Sense. It's going to be easier. I listen, I cry a lot less. My gray hairs are coming in a lot less. Some shit happens. You just like, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. It's just, you know, it gets easier. But I, I man, when you're first starting this, any little thing, you're just like panic mode. You just want to cry. Everything is crazy. And so that's the quote that I always tell my girlfriends. <laughs>
0: Well no, it's a it's a wonderful sentiment, clearly. <laughs> yeah, I how how it's portrayed, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. You're right about that. I definitely <laughs> understand it. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. All right. So what's your you mentioned you 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 do know, tend to change your workouts. What's your favorite hobby apart from that?
1: Um yeah, I, I mean, I just love, I've got four nephews that live up island. I just love, like, love hanging out with those fools. I mean, just to like disconnect and get on a different level and like hang out with my boys is just like so This just makes my world a whole lot better. I love cooking. Um, no. That's like therapy to me. I actually, it's, it's funny, this little reset in life has been, I, I think, really good for I think all of us kind of needed this, but I used to really enjoy Um, cleaning actually like cooking and cleaning that was like therapeutic to me blasting music and just like you know take taking care of your space and because I've just been so busy I hired a cleaner and now she hasn't been able to come so I've got to go back to those things that I I enjoy And I was like I need to make you know I should make some time for this and you know maybe I will probably get my cleaner back as soon as the world comes on she does a better (laughs) job than me but you know (laughs) Yeah. uh, Some things that are therapeutic to me, definitely hiking, getting outside, hanging out with my boys, cooking and boxing and yoga. I think that's just like a good balance. Boxing is just such a good outlet. Um, I picked that up. uh, um, I I lost my father recently, just under a year ago. And so when he was sick, I picked up. uh, Thank you. But, uh, you know, that that experience taught me so much to take care of myself physically and my brain mentally, because, you know, I still running my business and. So that through that time actually taught me a lot on how to take care of myself and boxing has been the best outlet. I just go in there and punch until I want to puke. So if you're having a shit day or anything, like it's just such a good outlet. And then, uh, Mm. and then yoga just is just, Oh my God, the world needs to practice yoga. It just Mm -hmm. calms me down and makes me a better person. I think. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Regarding yoga, I come from the land of yoga, but I didn't do it. My mom did. I recently got into it, uh, especially because I was at home and, I think yeah. uh, Adrian, I think is the one who does a lot of home yoga, or whatever. I started off with that because of my girlfriend. She was the one who was like, you know, we need to start doing this, start taking care. It's like, okay, all right. Yeah, so it's different. That's... I will
1: tell you though, Raul, it's different doing it at home. You need to go to a studio. I'm trying at Obviously. home yoga, right, right, but you know, right. I live in 442 square feet. So I'm in my kitchen right doing yoga right. you know it's just not the same you need to go into the it's room not. and get the so so yeah get into it right. get your girlfriend to drag you in but you got to go to a studio when they right.
0: reopen No, which is what I figured at least the start of this 30-day thing might help you know sort of get me comfortable to go to a studio rather yeah, right. than going there you know on the very first day sweet all right uh so and you also mentioned about uh cooking what's a, what's a dish you make best like well, no one matches you
1: Oh my God. You know, what's so funny when you said that, because I've been the first thing that came to mind, but it's funny because I'm plant-based. I, I have been for, it'll be two years in September, oh, wow. but okay. actually the thing that I cook the best is um, I make the best meatballs ever in the history of the world. And I don't wow. eat meat anymore, but um, uh, my new, my my partner actually, he eats meat. So I'm going to make him <laughs> these meatballs, but um Okay. Yeah, I eat plant. I'm plant-based, so I like I like making lots of like curries and stir fries, and uh, I mean, I eat just you know what's my favorite thing to eat in the history world is just green beans with brags on it. <laughs> this is my favorite thing in the world. So lots mm, of just like fried okay. vegetables and salads, but yeah, I um, mm. but meal prepping. Oh, soups! I really love um making like lots of soups and stuff.
0: Wonderful. There's one. Okay. There's one
1: called. There's one. Have you heard of um pozole? It's like a Mexican dish.
0: Mm no
1: no oh my god it's incredible and you just like you roast all of these chilies and tomatillos and brings out the flavor of those and then you blend it with pumpkin seeds and add it to soup with it's just um that's so yeah i like to make like good healthy delicious soups and stuff
0: okay Mm -hmm. good to know my my (laughs) soups are more generic uh so from the can yeah (laughs) yeah I, I usually make, yeah, like I, I started <laughs> off, I remember having a discussion uh, with my partner about this and my whole assumption was that the only way you can make soup is, you know, with the powder without a can. Yeah. But she's like, no, no, you can make this at home. And that's so just new crazy. to me.
1: It's crazy how know. much, how flavorful you can make soups and how easy it is. I never would it's have cool. thought, I never would have thought either, but yeah, it's yeah, it's once you figure out how to make soup, it's a game changer. Okay,
0: all right. Mm-hmm. So, other than uh, so we discussed food and everything. Coming to beverages, do you drink coffee, or is that something you don't do?
1: I actually, um, I try to stay away from caffeine because I'm crazy enough as it is. Um, <laughs> and so I actually, I kick off my day usually with um a chai latte. So I've got a little oh. like Breville blender, so I'll put some oat milk and and chai mix in there. Um, or I'll have a decaf coffee or I'll have like a, yeah, a decaf dirty chai or something like that. So I do drink, I do, I drink decaf coffee. Uh, and if I'm like super okay. tired, you know, I'll have a half calf if I need like a real kick, you know?
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to just the sort of last part about diversifying your wealth. Now I know when, when you started out, it was more like a single-minded approach. Is it different now Do you invest in other resources, uh, for example,
1: no, uh, no, I don't anymore. I think, um, you know, I wish I knew how to <laughs> like trade stocks or anything. I don't know how to do any of that stuff. But, um uh, No, I mean, yeah. like
0: real estate, any of the other sort of avenues. Uh, yeah.
1: Example. Oh, my God. I would love to. Yeah. So, I think um, uh, we're, yeah. I mean, I just bought my condo um, last year, which was my first real estate investment, which was super exciting. Congratulations. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, yeah. So, uh, definitely. I think in my future, that's what I'd love. I'd love to have some rental properties and everything. Uh, and some, yeah. and some, yeah, some Airbnb spaces, are hot would be nice so that I can run away to it as well. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I think real estate is definitely in my future. Um, especially because I love, um, like my condo that I bought is a, pre, it was a pre-build. It's a brand new condo. Um, uh, but you know, mm-hmm. I love, um, flipping stuff. I mean, the idea of that was my favorite part of starting Foxy box was taking these like old locations and, and making bringing foxy box vision to fruition like with my hands it was so fun. So I think wow. that uh you know flipping some real estate in the future or like buying old properties and giving them some character is definitely something an area that my creative eye thrives. Um so yeah, I think that's definitely in in the future but currently I mean yeah, foxy box is, is it for now but you know as we ha- as I had mentioned to you before when I first started, yeah, bartending was I bartended up until Probably four, no longer than that. No, maybe four, maybe five years ago. I so I bartended for the first three or four, three to four years of my business, and my tips, you know, got me through and funded my growth, until we needed, mm-hmm. you know, bigger loans to take on bigger projects. Um, but but yeah, that was definitely important when I was starting my business.
0: Okay, so that mm-hmm. definitely helped raise some sort of capital. Wonderful. Okay, and uh, with with investing in real estate, yeah, especially like that was my plan too—to have it in different countries of sorts, so you, know, yeah. you could go visit whenever yeah. and rent yeah. it out. That yeah. that would be great, obviously. Yeah. Sweet. Okay, so other than all this, since we discussed the wealth and everything, what's an ideal day off for you? Not now but otherwise saturday sunday (laughs)
1: moving from my bed to my couch back to my bed is like my (laughs) yeah
0: that's my whole travel area yeah yeah (laughs) that's
1: my average day off right now but um yeah i think uh an average day off i mean I'm on all the time. I I'm such a, you know, I'm talking to people all the time that I actually need a day where I don't talk to anyone and I just shut my brain off. So, uh, and I need that to recharge. And if I don't get that, then I get moody. So, um, yeah, like taking a day to watch my favorite programs or like meal prep, um, stuff like that. Uh, and it's also really important for me to get outside. So I love, um, An ideal day off for me would be going to the beach or going for a hike. We've got, I mean, we live in the most beautiful place in in the world. Well, one of them, there's a lot of beautiful places, but, you know, getting outside and getting some fresh air and then meal prepping and, and that would be a good day
0: off for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, BC, though, we, we do tag it as the most beautiful place on the world. When Whenever I cross over from Seattle mm-hmm. and I come, that's what it says. You know, welcome to BC, the most beautiful place. Yeah, the world. that's
1: so, funny. I guess. I... <laughs> yeah. Seattle is pretty beautiful as well. I mean, Seattle is like a, it's Fine. it's like a souped up Victoria. I feel like we got the same vibe, but they're just like bigger and right. have more to, more to offer as far as, as like more restaurants and culture and stuff. All
0: right uh I did remember I mentioned this in the beginning so about motorcycles how many do you own yeah, uh, not anymore. Do you, is there a preferred one <laughs> yeah oh, yeah yeah anymore. no that's yeah.
1: A, that's a that's funny. um uh yeah so I did own a Harley Sportster 883 which was awesome um uh but you know I sold my Harley probably 3 years ago now I just don't like riding in the city and victoria has gotten so busy and there are just stupid drivers everywhere So I just like, you know, if you get an accident on the motorcycle, you lose every time. And I'm just not, I'm not a super experienced rider. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable being in the city. However, uh, my father lived uh, on the, through the Fraser Canyon, you know, where Hell's Gate is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he lived past yeah. that in hope. It's just like a tiny. I know the population probably two, him and his wife. I don't know, but you know, <laughs> Um, so in the summer times I used to go visit him there and I would take his bike and he'd take his wife's bike and we'd go cruise through the Fraser Canyon, which is just, um, it's just incredible. It's just, it's hot and there's waterfalls on the side of the road and it's such a beautiful ride. So uh, yeah, that's definitely, it's therapeutic. When that's when all you can hear is wind and you can just feel the elements. It's just, incredible but yeah i got i got rid of my bike because i just i didn't ride it enough and and i just i won't ride it i just won't ride in the city i won't do it
0: okay so what do you use to transport now
1: i drive a gmc sierra wrapped in foxy box i'm like on display i drive like yeah yeah it's a yeah it's a a big pickup you know it's funny i got the pickup truck because uh, bc transit wouldn't sell me a bus ad and so i was like well i might as well lease a new truck and wrap it myself and better. and so so i drive a big i buy, drive a big old truck and it's and i think when the lease is up i'll i'll maybe buy it out or i'll maybe i'll give this one to a manager and then buy something a little incognito because you know being on display all the time is like it's great advertisement but you know, I cry sometimes, and like, you know, be behind the wheel of the Foxy Bugs truck is like, everyone's looking at you all the time. Just they know where you are. You can't drive like an asshole. So I think getting something a little incognito next time might be a little bit better.
0: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wonderful Mm all right thank you thank you so much uh for your time today this was great was there anything else you had to add anything that i must have missed in the interview no
1: i don't think so i think i talk a lot and this was so much fun and thank you for asking me to be on here (laughs) yeah this is awesome thank you so much for having me